to Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. Hello, welcome to another episode of Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal with me, Mr. K. And me, Mrs. K. <laughs> We're here again in the recording studio. We are. I just We've just recorded this and I made a joke, so I'm going to make it a joke again a year later. A year later, wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Or not in this case. No, we just, you know, <laughs> we are... You know the song, We Are Sailing? Yeah, I know. Well, let's change it to, We, we Are Waiting. Whoa. We Are Waiting. The Beatles did a good song um, called Wait, but I'm not going to sing it. it. Probably, yeah. I'm not going to sing it because, yeah, it just won't do it justice. But, but yeah. probably quite a lot of songs, actually, about um, waiting. Um, uh, oh, let's think. There's, there's got to be a good there's one. There's got to be some bangers. Have a think about that as the episode goes on. Okay. So, uh, as usual, we are um, going to do this episode based on a particular subject. So, this week, or this episode, we're going to be focusing on a book, which we'll go on to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but... As usual, if you would like to contact us or know uh, more about our journey, then you can follow us on Instagram yeah. at finding our, finding.our.feet underscore. It's been a while, something so I, like that. I can't even remember. Um, it's something like that. It's in the, the notes. I think if you search finding our feet, the yeah. adoption journal, the adoption got journal. a little rainbow. It's the same picture, isn't it? A little rainbow. As our um, podcast. Or you can email us at findingourfeet.adoptionjournal at gmail.com. <laughs> Although, be prepared for... As a late reply. <laughs> Apologies to anyone who has emailed on that, and we've replied about two months later. Um, oh, but anyway, times. how are you, Mrs. K? I'm good. Um, I'm trying to think. I, do you know what? When we were decided we were going to do it, are you okay? Sorry, yeah, just having a <laughs> <laughs> an eye stretch. It looked like. Um, yeah. When uh, we decided we were going to do a pod today, I was like, oh, I've got so much to, you know, catch. Get, get, <laughs> catch the listeners up on and for the life of me they've gone out of my head but uh what what's happened big news big news uh doggy k is on a diet oh he's on a diet you wouldn't look at him and think he doesn't look fat he doesn't he looks skinny if anything but lean um he's a i don't i mean i don't think we're giving too much away but he's a smaller dog yeah and um so we've just been slightly overfeeding him a bit mm. haven't we yeah i think that's what we're trying to tell ourselves we yeah. just hadn't realized we were measuring too yeah much. measuring his food wrong um so Whoops. it's is piled on the pounds um and so he needs to lose the weight so mm. he's on a diet um i think he's more eager for food now than ever bless him oh, yeah um i remember we didn't we have a chinese the the day he started and it, he was desperate for that prawn cracker it was desperate yeah. it was no it was a no. Yeah. What else have we been up to? Been to a wedding. Went to a wedding last week. Yes. Um, which was yes. good fun. Some of our close friends from church got married last week. Uh, so it was really nice to see them. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to them. I'm expecting for them to be listening to this whilst they're on the honeymoon. Shout out if you do, please. Yeah, yeah. I'd be buzzing. Uh, so you yeah, they, they have gone on their honeymoon today. They're tra- today? They're travelling today. And oh. they've gone away for, well, I don't know how long they've gone for. A week, maybe. I don't know. Two weeks. Anyway, we hope that they have a lovely time. Have a lovely time, friends. And it was a great day all around. It was good fun. Good fun. Uh, pop some dance moves on oh, the floor. So Hit that floor I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to embarrass her because I know she listens to it. But one of my, <laughs> one of my closest friends, um, she, how, how do you describe her? My um, way of describing... A describe, maverick. So, so I don't, where do you start? So our friend, the next day... We, um, I was having a chat with our pastor at the church who was at the wedding mm-hmm. 
And he was just laughing his head off because he was like, our dance moves are on one level. But mm-hmm. he said, our friend, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nickname for her. Can't. Um, our friend. Mother of Cactus Girl. Mother of Cactus Girl um, <laughs> uh, is on another level. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll explain why in a minute. I hope she doesn't mind. <laughs> but I then said, I think the best way to describe her is she's got no filter. Mm. She has, but like when it comes to like, I think she can just get get carried away and not think about things. For example, at the wedding in, in the evening, we're obviously on the dance floor. Bearing bear in mind, we're around all fellow Christians. <laughs> Our friend Cactus Girl, um, or Cactus Mum, let's call her. Cactus Mum just <laughs> walks around the dance floor and starts slut dropping. <laughs> To Beyonce. Was it Beyonce? What song was it? Or Rihanna or something like that. She just kept kept slut dropping. But the funniest part of that was I was stood next to um, another friend and the pastor of the church. But um, the daughter of the... Well, two two daughters of the pastor... Mm was stood next to us and she kept she kept doing it not thinking and the dress just kept going it was a bit like a Marilyn Monroe moment right, yeah. and she just kept going and I had great pleasure in telling her afterwards <laughs> <laughs> that we saw more than what we bargained for mm. but do you know what Cactus Mum you're fantastic yeah. Keep, keeps look dropping that's all <laughs> I said maybe not at church yeah maybe not appropriate in that but, time no it was a good day good day had by all um I, what else have we got to say? What else have we got to say? I bought some, you know, joggers, um, comfy wear. Amazing. <laughs> what, what an update. <laughs> but, we bought some draft excluders. <laughs> well, do you know what? Probably I think eh? if People anyone, don't want to listen to this. If anyone lives in the UK and listen to this, they can mm. relate to this. Yeah. We've just put our heating on. Yeah. So what's the date today? The 5th of November. Yeah. Remember, remember. The 5th of November. So it's taken us this long. Our house was freezing and 14 degrees. We literally were like, our house is damp and cold. It was gross. And I was in a bad mood one night. Um, yes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I meant it as a joke. You're taking it too far. <laughs> but no, I was in a bad mood and I was like, we need that. We need, you know, to tidy up, get the heating on. And mm. so it already sat here. It feels. Different, yeah. doesn't it? Just so, taking the chill out of it, you might say. Yeah. That's what people say. Um, so we're going to keep a... Well, I'm just a bit obsessed now with checking the smart meter. Um, <sighs> but all fun had. But yeah, my loungewear, it's keeping me warm, mm. you know? Um, so when I go to Life Group on a uh, Tuesday, um, <laughs> two of my friends that go, they're always, they, they always wear loungewear, the sisters. The sisters... Of the pasta, right? Yeah. Of cactus mum who slut dropped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they always wear loungewear, and so when I really wanted some, I, I messaged them saying, "Can I can I be a part of the game?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dare rock up to live group in my joggers and jumper in case they thought that You're I was copying, copying them. <laughs> Copycat. I'm just desperate to be them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, any other anything else you want to update people on? Can you think of anything to update? Um, Doggo diet, cactus. Yeah. Um. Oh, Saint, Saints have been. Oh. We've been struggling a little bit oh. on the south coast. Um, yeah, we've been. Uh, well, I say we've been struggling. We've been <clears throat> gradually picking points up, but yep. it's, it's very unconvincing at the minute. Anyone mm. who's been watching us will realise that. Getting a bit concerned about um, any squad injuries, that sort of thing. We're building up to the World Cup as well, so that's exciting. Um, gonna I do. I think it is exciting this year right, because okay. I like it when it's in summer. 
I mean, yeah, but <gasps> God, I just. Oh. I tell you what is exciting. I'm a celeb starting. Right. Can we talk about the World Cup for like 30 seconds no. before I'm a celeb? Because that is garbage. Ow. The World Cup, we're doing a family sweepstake this afternoon. I'm going to draw it this afternoon. Um, fingers crossed for Brazil. Are they a good team? Argentina. Or I've got a feeling that um, uh, Spain could be an outside you know shout this year as well. Brazil, Argentina, or Spain? Do they're you know my, uh, they're my hopes. Don't craft me, Argentina. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there you go. Talk about Armas Lebna. I've done my bit. Uh, it starts tomorrow. Buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. I can't wait. It's back in the jungle. Uh, interesting lineup. Uh, so, maybe we'll have to have a, you know, chat about it as it goes on. I reckon you could guess the lineup before you even looked at the lineup. There's definitely going to be an ex sportsman in there. There's definitely going to be someone from a soap in there. There's definitely going to be a TV presenter. There's definitely going to be someone from another reality show, like uh, Married at First Sight, Love Island. There's definitely going to be uh, either a TV chef or someone off something like Loose Women or Good Morning Britain, something like that. There'll definitely be um, a comedian. There'll definitely be an ex-pop star from, I don't know... A radio presenter. Like, uh, an old band. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it writes itself, mate. But these are all famous people, so what do you expect? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Why so don't what, mi- who, who are you expecting? Why don't they mix it up one year and have someone, like, who completely ex- radical? Literally, who are you expecting to come on it? Oh, know. oh! What? Are you expecting Matt Hancock? That's politician, con- yeah. They always have a politician. And they always get it? voted off first. He'll or get, he'll thing is, be voted. He'll get voted to do every single Bush yeah. Tucker trial. And then everyone will be like, oh, Matt Hancock. Although, Boring. we've got a bit of a royal in it this year. I don't think he counts as a royal. Oh. Well, he's a royal in my eyes. What's his name? Ex-sportsman, see? <laughs> I can't think of it. Tyndale. Mark? Mike? <laughs> <laughs> he's so famous, we don't even know his name. Zara. Zara Phillips was Yeah. But again, he's an ex-sportsman. Oh, I'm so sorry, I can't remember Boring. But I'm excited. Strictly has begun... Um, it's just a great time. I love, I love this time of year. I love autumn. And yep. I love the build up to Christmas. Yeah. Um, I've took a photo of the advent calendar. I want to need to send that right. to mum. What um, are you looking forward to the most for Christmas? What am I looking forward to the most? Starting safety. <laughs> we might as well talk about that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice segue. Nice segue. And so tell us, are we in stage two yet? No, we're not. We're still waiting for the medicals to be finalised as in from the eight so at the agency they need to do their thing so when we did lasted the pod obviously we told them about the fact that there'd been the issue with the payment Mm -hmm. i don't think that they then realized that there was an issue with um, uh, i don't they they didn't realize because we haven't told them have we told them about that we had the other issue should we just say just go on i can't really remember it so obviously we spoke about the fact that um the payment situation was an issue, which had delayed us. And then um, I think we thought that had been paid moving forward, all optimistic. And then I was at work and received an email saying that uh, from our social worker saying that they hadn't received our, um, well, they'd received Mr. K's um, medical check, but they hadn't received mine. And it was near the weekend. So then we weren't going to, and there was a Royal Mail strike and all this palaver so we ended up not well in the end mine was there the whole time but it took a few days for that to be discovered yeah but we were then just like oh no 
it's just yeah it's just been a bit of a yeah we're just still waiting and yeah yeah, once that's done then we can wait for a a social worker to be assigned to us for stage two and then we can start that i don't think it's going to be till next year if i'm honest i don't know it'll be interesting to see won't it but i suppose watch this space watch this space but also if you're gonna learn from this podcast Mm. i highly recommend chasing everything up yeah i know we said that last time but we wouldn't be in this position if we'd have known if someone had given us that advice i'd be 100 chasing things up yeah before it was too late Mm. cool shall we go on to talk about this book then and see what that has got to offer okay so the book that we are going to be looking at this week for book club (laughs) is called amber's mum's Three Voices, One Adoption by mm. Tom T. Lamb. Tom T. Lamb. Tom T. Lamb. So, I I don't know if he was adopted. Doesn't it say on the back? Well, on the inside sleeve it says, In loving memory of my wonderful birth mum. Oh, uh, no, surely there's a bit about the author. Yeah, so at the back here it says, Thomas T. Lamb is an adoptive father. In this, his debut novel, he writes with passion about the realities and challenges associated with adopting children. He does this not only from the point of view of an adoptive parent, but from the point of view of a birth parent forced to separate from her birth daughter. Crucially, he demonstrates real insight into the minds of adopted children, but in the book he also tells the story from Amber's point of view. So you have the birth mum's mm. point of view you have the adoptive mum's point of view but then you also have the child's point of view but it doesn't say that he was adopted it just said he was an adoptive father but that little bit in the inside sleeve makes but the only thing is was. is i suppose he's saying it from the perspective of the fact that he you know oh uh, he maybe he wasn't adopted but he's just saying it as in that that yeah that's because to make it clear to make yeah. it clear fair um yeah. fair point he his birth mum because obviously in some cases, like yeah. our child to be, yeah. will have a birth mum and that's a very good point. A legendary yeah. adopted mum. Mm. So yeah, Amber's mums. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I did. I it did. It was uh, so, an yeah, easy read. It was an easy read. So the the I suppose the basis of the story was you have the three characters. So there was Kelly, who was the birth mum, Sophie, who's the adopted mum, and then Amber. Mm-hmm. And it starts off with how um, Kelly's life is very chaotic and um not appropriate for a child to be in yeah and then how sophie and her partner dan are going through the process of adoption it talks yeah it it talks a little bit about that but then quite quickly they get amber yeah um but then it happened a lot faster than it does it only took about 50 pages (laughs) um but then it's it's very sort of uh dramatized isn't it so like yeah it goes very public and we won't tell you exactly what happens, but yeah, it, the basis of the story though is quite interesting because you get different points of view. So like there'll be times where um, something will happen. So say when uh, Sophie has got Amber, Sophie and Dan have got Amber mm. and they um, receive some news that causes them to be quite upset. And then you get it from the point of view of Amber and she thinks that they're upset at her because yeah. she's the reason why people get upset. Yeah. throughout her whole life and so you can see how your behaviour and your responses to things children can take it in a different way I've 100% read something today and I'm going to get it so wrong something on Instagram and it was it's just about it was just about that the fact that like the way um, 
a child's brain is developed and stuff with regards to trauma um they like they they will associate i can't remember how it was but they associate everything as being their fault and they punish themselves because of their past experiences if that makes sense Mm. um and because of their past experiences they kind of revisit or re they're kind of I don't know how to word it, but it's as if they're they revisit yeah. these traumas or redo them, resurface, resurface, and redo them in ways because they feel like that's what is the, right. The right response. Yeah. So, like, hence why I think sometimes children might um, seem you might associate them as being disruptive, yeah, um, or chaotic, but actually, it's the fact that that's what they think. Mm is them i mean that's just something i've read um but i don't know it it, it just makes you think the whole thing is so complicated like complex mm. com- and complicated like that poor child's head i i it, i and it just made like in the book obviously they talk about um pace a lot which i mm. quite like because whilst because i read that quite a while ago just now. mind is what pace is for people listening. oh goodness this is this is a test isn't it pace 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 playfulness acceptance curiosity and empathy yeah i thought i'd forgotten it then um so they use like this a lot to like try and the adoptive parents use this a lot to try and understand yeah um and communicate with amber um and there's a case isn't there there's a one bit where well to start with sophie and amber are really struggling Mm. to 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 bond and um and in in a sense, it's as if so. Am I right in thinking Amber's? She's kind of split into two ways. She's like desperate, yeah, for Sophie's affection and mm-hmm. love. But then, she, like I was saying about the whole trauma and yeah. stuff, she can't accept it, and so then, kind of re- not rebels, but what's the word? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And there's a bit, isn't it, where she like I can't remember exactly, but get locks herself in a cupboard. Yeah, yeah. And like Sophie's using yeah. the pace. And so when we were doing the training at the time, it was really good to kind of I don't know, like some of the some of the situations in the book made you think, oh, okay, like if that was us, how would we do it and stuff like that. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, and, and there was one bit where, and I can't remember exactly what happens, but where she tries to use the pace approach and then she just realizes that it, it it's too far gone for that. She just needs to, um, I can't remember exactly what happens oh, now, I, but I can't remember that she, now. she, she realizes that using the pace approach of sort of trying to talk to them and sort of saying, Oh, yeah. I wonder why this is happening. Or maybe you yeah. feel like this, or I understand that like, yeah. it just wasn't working. And I think she ended up just, um, just like reassuring her and just saying like we'll always love you whatever happens sort of a thing oh, and like just having to sort of bit. just act on the spot a little bit and it made me think yeah actually like yeah, obviously we get training on how to manage situations and stuff and but use it's not pace, always gonna but sometimes work. just using your maternal or paternal instinct will will just kick in yeah and that will be the, the right thing and it's interesting because like when when she, she's misbehaving um, you see it from the point of view of the adopted parent of them yeah. being like, oh, like, oh, misbehaving again. Like we're really struggling to build attachment. But then you get it from the point of view of Amber mm. and she'll be saying things like, oh, I really wish that um, like mummy and daddy could 
like cuddle me me more and be like I I really wish that um, they could be my parents forever yeah 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 her behaviors almost giving off the opposite vibes yes um, because she just doesn't know how to yeah she just doesn't know how to accept there's a really good bit towards the end where um, I think they're just in in bed or something on like a Saturday morning or whatever and they have a game where she is like a baby kitten or something and um, she's like oh maybe I like if I pop out the end of the duvet or whatever, it's like you've given birth to me almost. And like yeah. she says about how that's such a, a good sign of attachment because she's aware of that she's not her birth mum. She, she didn't birth her, no. but she wants to sort of do Have it through a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, yeah. that's what... I know it's not in this book, but obviously um, a lot of therapy, uh, or therapeutic parenting and stuff is mm. users play. Yeah. And so, um, and I know oh, some of the things I've read recently, just on Instagram or whatever, talk about the fact that it's so important to use play as a way of um, communicating with them and helping them, not necessarily us communicating with them, but them communicating with us. Yeah. Um, so I think, me, I mean, I'm all for the play because I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think play is such a good resource, really, yeah. because you're giving them the freedom to play in whatever way mm. they want, if that makes sense. It's imagination, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and you, it's you're, you're opening up. I mean, I, th- I don't know a lot about stuff like that, but just from growing up, like having making up your own games and having imagination yeah. is such an important part of your development. It is. It, it opens up so much and I think that's, stuff, doesn't it? And I think that's important. And maybe this is my dance with psychotherapy brain, but... Um, a lot of children that have experienced trauma or neglect or whatever their past, um, and they haven't got the secure attachment because of, again, the because of the way the brain's been developed, um, they will have missed certain developmental yeah. stages, and one of those vital ones, a play. Yeah. Um, and so um, I think it's like really important that, it, however old they are, because you know how I think we might have spoke about before the fact that. Um, acceptance um mm. with the whole pace thing like we might i don't know what age our child is going to be but even when they're a bit older mm. um they might um uh, it might feel like they're what's the word going backwards yeah uh, Re- what's the word regressing or... regressing i yeah. think it is if i've said that wrong someone correct me on my yep. words um but actually it's just the fact that they need to go back a bit mm. and we need to accept that yeah and work through yeah. Um, and so likewise, if they're, they're playing a game like that, um, like Amber did, it's actually, it's important mm. to go through that mm. so that actually you're, you're helping the developmental stages to be. Yeah. Met. Met. Yeah. 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 And accepting them. I suppose that's the acceptance part is that you're not thinking, well, you're six years old. You yeah, shouldn't you be should. playing silly games like this or you shouldn't, oh, should be able to do this yeah. or you should be able to behave in this way but even when they're older think, do you know what yeah I mean? exactly like, even when they're like, like 14 or however old like yeah, accepting it, that well you're not at that stage yet so we just need to we need to go we need to work at work where, where you're you are at, yeah instead of trying to think where you should be at yeah it does it does i'm obviously so scared by it all like it's it's funny because the more reading you do the more it sounds bad, but the more anxiety provoking it is. But I think it's obviously it's important that it makes it, adoption isn't for everyone, mm-hmm. and so you 
got to know that it's right for you and hence why it does make you a bit anxiety provoke it's no it does make it anxiety provoking because um you're it there could just be a lot of of it could be hard and it could be difficult but at the same time like it makes me so excited to to like just build our relationship with our child mm. and through play, through the techniques that, um, because it, it's going to be different. Like our friends and family have had babies mm. and um, obviously they've given birth and the, the, they've started from, well, they've started from pregnancy. It started from when they were conceived. Like they've developed that relationship. Whereas ours is going to be completely different, but I'm, I'm actually quite excited for that journey, especially being the only. It's I know we the importance of talking like the support and stuff like that. We're talking to our parents about it last night, um, but at the same time, I feel like I'm excited in a weird way that we we get to do this first with all our family and friends mm-hmm. because like they're so excited for us, and I know a lot of them listen to this and love learning from it so i'm excited that we get to share this whole experience with them if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah um and i don't know i don't know it's just i don't know i'm just getting excited at the same time um (laughs) of the whole waiting period i'm like uh but like i met up with my friend the other day uh we were talking about like how exciting it's gonna be Mm -hmm. the fact that like they're gonna like um one day, hopefully next, hopefully next year. Who knows? But we will have a child that will be like will grow into be their friend. If that makes, I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit. Carried yeah, away I see here. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just really excited. Yeah. Um, and I just think reading books like this, you can kind of it gives you time to kind. Of, it's a kind of escapism in a way yeah. with an actual fictional book. Yeah, yeah, it's an escapism so that you can kind of. No, it's not an escapism because. We're learning about adoption, and so I'm putting my head into their shoes, actually. So it's not escapism, in a sense, but it is in the sense of you going into the story. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but it's helping us to just live it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Why? No. Oh, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, and it helps us to give perspective on like what our thoughts and feelings might be and stuff like that. Mm, and how um, we might react. Like, yeah. Because there were times in the book where I was getting agitated. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah. and um, get, for both things, getting agitated by the birth mum, mm-hmm. uh, Kelly, but also getting agitated by um, yeah. how... Well, all of the characters, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I think about it, because I think they all did things where I could just feel myself being yeah, like, oh, do that. Yeah, or, the, or that just is irritating. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But actually, I think that's important as well because we're going to have to... We're going to have to learn how to control our feelings mm. and be patient. Yeah, I think a good thing for me as well was that you got a better appreciation of the birth mum as well. Yeah. So like at the start, she's really chaotic and um, he's drinking a lot and he's in an abusive relationship. And then once she uh, has her child taken away from her, she mm. sort of turns her life around a little yeah. bit and, and makes a lot of changes. And actually throughout the book, I sort of felt sorry for her a little bit and I could sort of see how her story would be reflective of of some birth parents yeah. and yeah. just the idea that you know they're not 
like we said it in another episode, like you know, we don't know what the situations are for all no. birth parents in the country. Like we're not speaking on behalf of all of them, but for some of them, like um, they're not bad. People. They're not necessarily bad people. They're just unable to look after their child. Yeah, um, and then they're not they're not parent material. If but that makes also, sense. they've possibly gone through. Yeah, so similar they, things. They've as well. lived yeah. the experiences that their child, yeah. their birth child, yeah. is living, and it, it just it just shows as well that the the trauma and abuse and neglect is a vicious cycle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. As, if you can't get yeah. out of that cycle, yeah. so I suppose that's the beauty of I say beauty, like heartedly, but like that's why like things like adoption mm. and. For when, like, uh, Kelly in the book changed their life around, why it's so important. Mm. Because it stops the child from more trauma, more neglect, to then that cycle to keep going. Mm. So it just, yeah, it just shows that it's so, so important. Because I know there's, there's so many times where, well, I think in most cases they want the, I, I don't know this for definite, but I'm just assuming, like, they want um, the 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 child to stay with the birth family. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's a it's a last resort, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, Putting exactly. Adoption is a last resort. And so, like, when like families do turn it around mm. for the better of the family for the children, I think that's incredible. Yeah, and yeah. like, big respects to them because mm. when you are stuck in a yeah. bad habit or a bad pattern, or like, I'm I'm assuming their thought thought of mm. about themselves. Like their self care is, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. So like, I think that's amazing, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just makes you think about so many different things, mm. doesn't it? About adoption and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about the book in particular? To be honest, it has been a long time since I read mm. it. So, yeah. is there anything that you can? Not think really. Of? I think they were the main things were about like, the pace approach about understanding the perspectives of different people yeah um i think i was gonna say a moment the in the thing. book but then actually if people want to read it i don't want to ruin it yeah I, I would recommend it if you're going through the adoption process yeah i think it's really useful yeah if you're not i would probably say there might be some other books that would be more enjoyable to read unless you're really interested yeah really really interested um it might just you might not be able to put yourself yeah in the shoes of those people yeah yeah because it is it is all from perspectives so that that you don't get any any sort of um you don't get any moments where it's just describing events or anything it's all yeah and i suppose when when we started reading it obviously we'd done a lot of reading and research and training um to understand what was going on like for example Unless, I mean, obviously, if you listen to this and you read it, you'd, you'd be aware of the pace. But uh, I yeah. was only aware of the pace because we'd just done it at yeah, training. Yeah, it's not and, explained in the, yeah. in the book. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, I think next time round, or hopefully in the future, we're looking to get some guests on the show. Yeah. Um, that's the plan. So just need to work out how to do that. Um, we're but we're, we're going to hopefully have some guests on the show to talk to us about their experiences either of adoption or their experiences of being family members of people who have adopted or adopting or adopting various people we've got lined up so hopefully that'll be we say up we've got lined future. up we like the idea of <laughs> they're all waiting they're desperate to get on um but no we, we've got a few people that are lined up and um we'd really like it if we could uh 
hear from people that are listening as well we've had a few messages from people who have listened yeah, to previous amazing. shows which has been really encouraging and um, it's just nice to to hear people's different stories hear where they're at in the process mm. any advice that they might have for us obviously we're still just starting out so we're still very new to it so yeah any advice that people have got any encouragement um and if you if you know of anyone who's going through adoption or anything like that then um let them know about about this podcast i suppose yeah. to, to try and sort of Help. get the word out and, yeah. and things like that um yeah get the word out get it out. yeah anything else that you want to add before we before we wrap it up i don't think so cool um so yeah like i said earlier um I'll wait put... didn't we say about the questions oh sorry yeah let me just get my phone i thought when you i was thinking <laughs> you knew that then yes i've got my question Okay, so my question is from my auntie. So if you're listening, Auntie Kate. So the question is, is there a lower and upper age range where you can be accepted to start the process to become adoptive parents? And if so, is that set by each local authority or is it a national set regulation? So do you have to be a minimum age or is there an upper age limit that you can be accepted as an adoptive parent? I'd say there's definitely a minimum age. Yeah. Um... Um, I, I'm assuming it's 18 I'm pretty sure it's 18 but I, I, I don't know I don't if it know. might be 21 you know let's google it um, is it I, I'd say it's a national thing it's not a local authority definitely a national thing I think it could be um, 21. 21 I do understand why if it if I'm being completely honest uh, being 21 but I don't know it's 21 it's 21 according to actionforchildren.org.uk you must be at least 21 and there's no upper age limit. I suppose um, there is no upper age limit. Part of your assessment would be a medical check. <laughs> and, you know, Hours. I work in healthcare. The older that you get, the more medical conditions you tend to get. Yep. So if you rocked up and you... I'm not saying that this is true for everyone. But if you rocked up and said, Hi, I want to adopt a child and you were 90 <laughs> and unwell, I don't think you're going to be accepted but also i can't i don't know this i think is just, it's probably this is just my right. opinion on they they don't say an upper age li- i don't know why they don't say an upper age i imagine it's because there might be some people because what if are, a 90 year old did go up yeah but there'll, there'll be people who adopt who are in their 60s yeah and, and i get you know but i suppose but if you're they in your 90s like but, you've but got, there'd be other there'd be other things like they would say if you were nine this is very hypothetical but if you were 90 you've got me on this topic but now. if you were 90 right and you said I want to adopt a baby. Well, you're going to die before that baby's reached Even, adulthood. So yeah. that's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I there, think there'd just be a degree of common sense with regards to the upper age limit. Yeah. And I think that there are stories of people who have adopted when they're in their 60s. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, though. But I, do I suppose get that. it's more looking at the whole picture of where you're at in your life, yeah. what your health's like, et cetera, et cetera. So there is, to answer the question in a black and white way, 21 minimum there is no upper age limit yeah um, i imagine if you spoke to social workers and things they would say the majority of adopters would be under 65 yeah i would i would imagine yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and it's a, that is a national thing that's not a local authority yeah i was gonna say it's, it's been every uh, in uh, every open day and stuff we did to, it was yeah. things like you've got to be at least 21 you have to be a british citizen 
but you don't have to be I suppose if you I don't think you would have had to have been in England for a certain amount of time I don't think there's a set you don't have to have been a British citizen for like two years I don't think don't take any of this as actual truth because I can't remember but definitely the age limit one was was 21 yeah because we googled it because I just googled it (laughs) um I've got a question oh okay um so after reading Amber's mums Mm-hmm. What has influenced or challenged or even reaffirmed your views or thoughts on the birth mother or on how we will be as adoptive parents? I think it's made me think I'm not going to be like the birth parent, uh, the adoptive parent in this. <laughs> yeah. Because there are times when I'm like, what on earth are you doing? Like what? Oh, we're Just really like doing all sorts of weird stuff, like making a, I don't know, just doing all things. And I'm like, what are you doing? But then I suppose that's a personality yeah, thing yeah. anyway, but isn't it? But then I think... The things that they do in terms of parenting, I'm like, yeah, that that's what I would want to sort of model it on. Like the pace and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I think it's made me, it's affirmed what I already thought about birth parents yeah. and, you know, the fact that you could easily just judge them and, and put a sort of negative stigma yeah. on them. But actually, that's not always the case. And it's a lot more complicated than yeah. that. And actually, it's it's really traumatic for them to lose their, even, yeah, if, they, yeah, yeah. even if they're, you know, incapable of looking after them and whatever else that that's actually, still their child they have and, made a massive loss you know that's a big a big loss. part of their life that's been taken away from them so yeah. i think it's made me consider that a bit more um what was the other part of the question um how you be as adoptive parents um or your th- well, views or thoughts on yeah i think yeah it's just made me think the importance of um just giving a loving and nurturing home always being like one of the things in the training was always being um uh, available availability yeah. and like they're always on well actually i say that there are times in the book where um because there's lots of other stuff going on in the story they, they end up spending a, um, a lot of time with a their lot of time with grandma their mum adoptive adop- grandma adoptive mum's mum um but also like there's times when they're constantly like checking the computer and stuff and they're yeah. not giving her the attention she needs and it's like the importance of availability and not just being present in person but emotionally Physi- yeah. being fully plugged in yeah that's a good point actually. really really important because kids pick up on that so but quick. also how easy it would be to just get distracted like how yeah. easy it is to get distracted yeah. like and do different things when actually <laughs> i mean i won't say what i was gonna say because that's just well off topic but um i think it just shows the importance of um no i will say it a little bit um at my life group the other day we were talking about like we we're doing a study and we were talking about being in the moment mm. and and stuff like that and um i can get carried away um <clears throat> with my cleaning and getting jobs done and to like we joked at the beginning um i was in a bad mood before the house was Mm-hmm. had heat <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. like until I'm like feel like oh, I've got everything done yeah sometimes I find it hard to relax um whereas another lady was saying that actually it's so important to be like be present mm-hmm. um but she's got a daughter and she was saying like sometimes I like I need to drop what I'm doing because my daughter needs me yeah and I think it just shows the importance of actually sometimes like what you were saying the um being um Ex, what did you available say? available mm. words have gone um available is so important like yeah. and it's something that i don't think will happen naturally it's something that that maybe even starting now mm. we need to work work on yeah um but yeah yeah cool 
So is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I don't think so. Cool. So not... Oh, Mr. Doggy Doggo's under the table, if you just heard a little grunt. Um, So not sure what we're going to do on the next episode, but we will cross that bridge when we get there. Obviously, we've got our uh, loads of... uh, We've got all these guests lined up. Um, Loads of them. They don't even know that they're lined up. Um, So yeah, until then, um, we'd like to hear from you, like we said earlier. But yeah, until then, just keep Keep on... Keep dancing. dancing! Thank you for listening to another episode of Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. If you'd like to know more about our journey to adoption, then you can follow us on Instagram at finding.our.feet underscore, or you can email us at findingourfeet.adoptionjournal at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you for any feedback, any questions, or just to have a general chat. Thanks.